0: Welcome to Grace Notes, brought to you by Sandbeck Ministries. We've come to the conclusion of our study on the Lord's Prayer. In doing so, we realize that to cover all aspects of this perfect model would take a lifetime. Perhaps it's because of the simplicity of Jesus' instructions. This opens the door to creative communication with our Father, and in that the possibilities are endless. The last phrase of the Lord's Prayer, as recorded in Matthew 6, verse 13 of the King James Version, is For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This phrase is not included in the oldest and best Greek manuscripts or in the most current translations. The Luke 11 account omits it as well. According to some scholars, it is thought to be a doxology which arose when this prayer began to be used as a liturgy for recitation or a chanting in public worship. Nevertheless, whether spoken by Christ or added by man, it is definitely inspired by God. The plea here has special reference to the first three petitions. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. These encouraging thoughts offer a final reminder that God is indeed in control of this world. He will maintain his support of his kingdom. He will protect his saints. The one attribute that is not explicitly mentioned previously refers to God's glory. This will be our subject on today's program. But before we begin, let's join Barbara in praise to our Lord, to whom all the glory belongs.
1: admit i've always been a bit confused about the actual definition of god's glory but after research i'm consoled because scholars seem to have trouble with it too the phrase the glory of god represents many things the essential quality of god's character his righteousness and his presence in fact someone once described it as all his attributes summed up into one and then raised to the nth power his glory is also his worthiness Everything about Him testifies that He is worthy to receive praise, honor, and respect. When we ascribe glory to God, it's a form of affirmation, praise, and thanksgiving. According to Ephesians one seventeen, man was made for the praise of His glory. Verse 4 of that same chapter says that God chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. Man was initially made in the image and likeness of God, but after Adam sinned, Mankind took on the likeness of sinful Adam. Romans 5.12a says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the entire human race. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The words fall short are in the present tense, meaning continuous action. Another way to say this is, Keeps on falling short. Because we sin, not a single human by our own effort is able to measure up to God's glorious standard and ideal for us. In fact, we do not naturally even desire to obey, praise, or honor God. Romans 1 paints a clear picture of our nature. Although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things, rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. God is not angry with us. He still loves us and desires that we receive the glory, His glory, that was lost in the fall. The Apostle Paul confirmed this in 2 Thessalonians 2.14. He, God, called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Old Testament times, God's Shekinah glory appeared in the form of a cloud, which filled first the tabernacle, then the temple. God led the Israelites through the desert by a pillar of cloud which often looked like fire. His glory also rested on Mount Sinai and surrounded the ark. At times it was so brilliant, no one could enter the sanctuary or even stand. But this was not enough. Man could see it, but not experience it. So God chose to send His glory to earth in the form of His Son Jesus. John one fourteen says, "The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the Only Begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth." Second Corinthians four six elaborates on this. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said he would send the Holy Spirit to take his place. In his prayer to the Father recorded in John seventeen twenty-two, he said, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Those who accept the precious gift of salvation Jesus died and rose again to give, received God's glory in their hearts through the presence of the Holy Spirit. The divine likeness lost because of Adam is being restored. Once the Holy Spirit becomes a part of us, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The Apostle John wrote in 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. So... What are we to do while we wait for our full transformation? Colossians 3, 1-4 instructs us, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears— Then you also will appear with him in glory. And that, my friend, deserves a big Amen. One day, eyes that are
2: blind will see you. will break in pieces, and one day change, once unbroken, broken' we'll one
0: Listening to Grace Notes. If this ministry has blessed you, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland 21047, or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.